happening with Corona. Welcome, welcome, Sarah. Let me go live. Hold on one moment. Um, so the live one, a little bit tricky. I will get on live and put on the title and then I will put on that. Uh, so today is on, we are on the interview abundance by self-discovery. Copy this title and uh, go live. So from my side, you cannot see from my side, I can see that Zoom going to YouTube preparing. Okay. <laughs> We're already live. We're already right. live. And I will just go to the YouTube for people to watch it live. And it is set up, up to a playlist. And then we're mm -hmm. all set. Okay, just a okay. very one moment. And uh, let's warm up. <laughs> <laughs> Another sip of coffee. You see that, yeah, you can see that, Tom. You can see that uh, echo. <clears throat> we both have uh, some great, uh, you know, nature with us. I have the uh, Acadia, let's say Acadia. Um, National Park. Nice. Have your flowers in your room. <laughs> right. Yeah. I've got flowers too. on my top too. <laughs> oh my God. Me too. And whenever, for example, if I have my uh, birthday celebration, I must have my flowers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. So we are now both recorded here on the computer and also live on our YouTube channel. So welcome, welcome, Sarah Toy, so much. You come from the British. Uh, a, British uh, Columbia, yes, oh, a, a Vancouver yeah. Island, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, Canada. Oh, wonderful. So I'm like a, on an island as well, New York Island. <laughs> right, a little bit distance away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's three hours time difference. I'm super happy yeah. <laughs> that I'm so honored that uh, today we invited Sarah. And actually last time, uh, Sarah gave me this honor, interviewed me, yes, right? Yes. That's um, almost like two months ago. Mm hmm and let me introduce Sarah. This is my dear, new, dear friend now. Sarah Choi was born with an incredibly special gift of seeing the possibilities in others. She has served both professionally and as a humanitarian in assisting others to live more purposeful, meaningful, and productive lives. With her podcast, Self-Discovery Wisdom, and her community, Orchard of Wisdom, Sarah supports those who are making a positive difference in the lives of others. Sarah wishes to ignite, ignite our inner souls, open our hearts, uplift our spirits, and allow an expansion of our minds to view life's wisdom differently. Mm -hmm. So welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Lovely to be here. And it was great to have you on my show. And of course, people, this can come over to selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Put in your name and your show will come right up. <laughs> Wonderful. I so love your voice. Like, I remember the first time I heard your voice. I said, oh, I love your voice. It's really like a great one for hosting a podcast. Perfect for that. <laughs> kind of a mixture nowadays, British, South African, Canadian. <laughs> yeah. I'm so curious about your life journey. Okay. Today we're talking about uh, abundance by self-discovery, right? But before mm. we get to abundance, I know some people may take a long, long time to get there. Some people may never get to abundance mm. through their lifetime so i want to learn about your life journey so i believe there's a much like a lot of ups and downs right <laughs> oh boy some good roller coasters there yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. for share sure yes yeah. yeah just share with us the like maybe the most important turning points of your life that created like now the, the abundant one 
who you are now, right? So what's the best turning point? Well, I think, you know, we, we in, in our book of life, we have many chapters and each one of those chapters is, you know, um, indicative of what we're experiencing. And we may not enjoy the experience, but we learn from it and it helps us propel forward into a better chapter. I left England when I was a teen, went to live in South Africa for 11 and a half years. Um, a, a very... Um, incredible experience because it's such a beautiful country opened me up quite considerably because I was very very shy and reserved in England um a few things happened there that you know weren't that pleasant but again learning curves and then I decided to travel and travel was something ah oh, just wonderful experience incredible uh, and the discovery that you make of yourself when you're willing to journey through life physically emotionally spiritually and then um at the age of 25, I emigrated or I came to Canada with my intent of only to be here for a year and go back to the States because I'd lived in the States for a while. But I met my ex-husband and, uh. <laughs> and then proceeded to have three children, you know, the cat, the dog, the house, the divorce, uh, which is another pivotal point in life. Um, and he's he's um, Asian as well. He's Chinese. And so really? immersed, wow. my, immersed my way in that culture as well. And it's like, there's always abundant moments in life. There's never one moment where you go, oh, I'm abundant. There is abundance everywhere within us and around us and through every experience we have. It's how do we recognize it? That's mm -hmm. the thing. How do we recognize a moment as a gift of abundance? And what do we do with it in that moment? Yeah, I'm just curious, right? Before we get to abundance, me personally, I went through some like a few years of uh, they call the darkest nights of soul. Mm -hmm. I'm yes. wondering if you, did you experience that kind of a time as well? Well, I was born a very spiritual person. Um, I was born that way. I, you know, I saw spirits. I played with spirits. I've always been able to go into other dimensions. And that's just yeah. something I've always done. And as a child, I thought everybody else could. You know, why are they looking at me weird? Um, but then I went through a very, very dark period in my life during kind of my separation from my husband and a lot of illness where I retreated very much into myself. And I was a facade of a person. And so my spirit and my soul just couldn't take um, the abuse, quite honestly, anymore. So mm -hmm. I went in and uh, protected myself there. But it's from there, there was always that light begging me to come back out, to be at peace in the dark and not afraid, or, um, you know, get too settled in the dark that you don't want to come back out. And that's a danger. Um, and so it did come back out into the light, which was quite blinding feeling the shadows chasing you but as you become more and more immersed into that light and see it through different lenses through a different point of view you realize the shadows aren't chasing you that is just the contouring of life and i can now go and into the dark quite happily for i am the light in the dark wow. and but that was a journey that i had to take for that to be revealed to me Wow. So actually, we had some like a similar experience because I also um, experienced like a marriage crisis and then mm -hmm. separated from my ex-husband. And during that time, I actually went to more like extreme dramatic situation. You know, I even tried suicide because I mm. came to the U.S. really not for any kind of like a American dream, but I came here for love. Yes. So I finally get married after 10 years of separation. We married, got kids, both two beautiful kids. But one day, I, I saw this, like, one day, I clear still remember when I was in, in, in Orlando, I saw that I'm in heaven. 
I have a uh, love, I have my passion business, like mm-hmm. a coaching, right? I have kids. I thought I have everything. So I thought, oh, I'm in heaven. But quite soon later, I found he cheated on me. Mm-hmm. And my life becomes so devastated and everything's just like broken. And I'm so glad you had earlier, like the faithful, right? Or like the belief and the faith guided you. I actually gained my faith later of my life. Yeah. During 20s. During 20s after I graduated from college. So I did not have that kind of strong, solid, mm-hmm. uh, like a spiritual foundation during that time. So all my faith, everything because of the, the love foundation crashed, like everything else crashed as well. Yes. So I, I almost tried to like really tried actually not almost like really tried suicide. Mm-hmm. And uh, I failed that one because God eventually saved me. Yeah, and it wasn't your journey, my dear. It wasn't your yeah, journey. So yeah. I realized that's not my time, right? I just mm-hmm. woke up, woke up, and and my purpose is bigger than mm-hmm. just like for serving like a loving one person. I I'm here to love all the people. So that's my epiphany time. So how yes. would you call what's your epiphany time? If you can my, sorry, remember. my epiphany. What's epiphany, epiphany time? Oh yeah. gosh, um. I, you know, I kind of get downloaded a lot, you know, that I'm a channeler, so I'm a seer and things come to me. Uh, I see possibilities as was in my bio. Mm-hmm. And even when I'm talking to people or interviewing people, I suddenly see a whole opportunity for them. Um, and so those little epiphanies that come and, you know, they five years ago, they came to me concerning my business because I'm a professional podcast. It's not just a pastime thing for me of where else to take it. And it gave me an entire vision. So what I do with that vision is I have to make a graphic of it. So and, and, and then it was a question of who do I do it with? Whom do I do it about? Who do I do it for? And, and then it's really it's been the last five years of slowly revealing. And one of the epiphanies I think I had is that I have the answers always within me. All I have to do is just be still and present with my own essence and I will channel anything I need to know. I call that the knowingness. It's when you are aligned with the universe, God, spirit, universe, whatever you wish, energy, whatever you wish to call it, you are open to receiving that wisdom. It goes to the heart in truth. It gets given to the spirit in action and the mind will know what it needs to know when it needs to know it. And you know it's the truth because everything about you is ah, clarity and you're at peace with it. And you know, now I can just go and do for I understand what it is I need to do. And it's so peaceful. It's not like rah, rah, rah. It's just that epiphany of clarity. But you only get that in peaceful moments. That's true. I love that kind of presence from you because I always feel that kind of peace and that kind of glorious like light around mm. you. That's beautiful. And you mentioned about the, the wishing and the picture. You said the image, right? And is that like your wishing board? I'm just curious. Um, yes, I suppose so. It, it, it kind of, and it's not changed much. Like I may have changed the graphics a little bit, but quite honestly, Every time I go and look at it, it makes sense. And then what is happening is it's to go into podcast books. You know, I interview so many incredible people mm-hmm. of so many genres. There's 3,000 shows here on the network. Oh, and it's my 10th amazing. anniversary of my own network this month, actually. Wow, congratulations. Thank yeah. you. And, mm-hmm. and it's like there's so many wonderful stories. I thought, no, they have to come into books. They have yeah. to be a part of a book and then a webinar and, and really expose 
what these wonderful people are doing. And so in, I did one book a while ago, and now I'm going into another book. I've just written my book as well, so I'm busy editing that as well. So, um, so the next book will be the collaborative book. There will be on the Forgotten Children series, and it's all about raising our children, how we're failing them, and how we have a dysfunctional adult society that we can systemically look back to childhood, and how we could need to correct it at the root, and not try and undo it later on in life. Yeah, that's beautiful. And by the way, you mentioned about uh, your first book. What's the name of the first book? Uh, well, the first book is is here on the site, and it is a, you know self discovery. It was another collaborative book. It's just a an ebook, um, and it was various people that I've interviewed, and it was their particular perspectives on life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this next one will be honed in, as I said, on Forgotten Children. The book mm-hmm. after that will be on coaches. It will be a professional book with coaches. Um, and the work that they do. And I, I would like to put out two books a year. Yeah. Wow, that's a great uh, goal, right? Or vision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you mentioned that's about collaboration. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah, elaboration. And you mentioned earlier you are like visioning and to mm-hmm. try to clarify who you want to interview. So who are ideal people for you or person for you to interview on your podcast? Uh, people who have taken some form of journey. You know, they've they've faced their adversity, their challenges in life. Nobody escapes them. I don't care what you do. Put your head in the sand. I'm sorry. It's happening around you. You know, uh, (laughs) everyone get your own (laughs) version, your own specific, (laughs) unique kind of a test. Yes. Well, it's part of it's part of our growth, you know, and suffering is optional. You know, we all are going to struggle. We're all going to have experiences that are going to be unpleasant. But if we're willing to go through those and go, okay, it's got to be for something. What have I learned? Have I become stronger, more courageous? Have I stepped into my heart presence? Have I stepped into my meaningful purpose? And I would say 99% of the time, the people that are the work they're doing today has come because of the experience that they went through. And they saw the need, they gained the skills and the wisdom, and now they want to help other people who are going through it. So it's those people that they really want to be there for other people before they understand what it is they're going through and they want to be that aid that encouragement but I have 18 different genres so I also interview authors and musicians and and um, veterans and and numerous other people because uh, as long as the people are genuinely coming from the heart and they really do want to make a difference to somebody else's life from whatever medium they're doing that is the person I will interview wonderful are you doing that weekly I do. Well, I was doing 24 shows a month, but my daughter had a second baby. So I am doing a lot of kind of caring after the baby. Um, so it's not quite so many right now. So maybe only things um, 12 to 16 a month at the moment. Oh, that's so, so great, right? Like every two <laughs> weeks, you have one podcast show. That's great. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, I do um, I'm on average four to five shows a week. Whoa. Okay. So, Oh, wow. That's wonderful. You said 16 a month? Yes, 16 a month to 24 a month. It depends on, you know, on okay. where I'm needed. As I said, I took some time off to help with the new baby and and uh, he's still new. So yeah. <laughs> he still needs are, a little help. You are such a young grandma. <laughs> oh, no, no. I became a grandma at 66. I had to wait a long time. So I am six, 68 now and I now have two grandchildren. So it's... Yeah. Um, 
But your Waited face, a long know, time. your face is like a wrinkleness. It's just like a that kind of. With oh, a, like a, I've developed the chipmunk cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. It's like really people say that your inside will express outside because you have that beauty, grace, and uh, peace right inside of yourself, and your face expressing that. That's, that's was, what I heard. It was a very interesting interview I did many years ago with a young girl called Keshi. And in 2017, she was on America's Got Talent. And she's a burn victim. And she was burnt 65% over her body and clearly very scarred. So when she stood up there, everybody's, you know, not quite sure. And then she sang and singing was her salvation. And her voice was beautiful. And she went on to do the championship. She got the golden buzzer from Simon. I'd interviewed her before that. I've interviewed her twice since. And it, the beauty of it is, is that it wasn't just her story. It was the fact that she got up there in what she looks like now, the, all the struggles that she has been through now. And she chose, yes. she chose to live, you know, her show is called you know, Not My Time to Die. And wow. she chose to live and she, music was her salvation that got her there. And when she opened up her mouth, people saw the beauty. That's it didn't it. matter what the exterior looked like. That's people it. saw the beauty of her, of her heart, of her soul, of her spirit. And, uh, and I had a, um, a war veteran on who had been blown up in a hummy and burnt right to his scalp. And uh, I had the two of them on together. And people said that they cried when they listened to the show, not because they felt sorry, because they were so inspired yes. by both of them and their outlook on their life now. So, you know, beauty is an exterior thing. Yes, yeah. you know, look the best that you can, but if you're not beautiful inside, the ugliness will show. <laughs> That's right, especially for our ladies, right? Yes. This is your best uh, uh, beauty let's say, solution. Yes, <laughs> yeah. really best beauty secret is, is be beautiful yeah. from the inside out. Yes. Yeah. So how do you now define about uh, abundance? How, what if people talk about it, say, oh, what do you think about abundance? How do you define that? Well, you know, abundance is, is when we use it, we kind of look at it as a, as a money type of thing, right? Abundant money. And I'm all for people making a lot of money. But what are you doing in seeding opportunities for other people? I feel it's a responsibility as we make a lot of money, how are we turning around and paying it forward for someone else? Because I think that is the karma of money. Um, but I think that if you don't have the enrichment and the inner abundance, then I don't care how much money you've got, you're poor. So that sure. inner enrichment and abundance must be something that is that creates your financial abundance. Mm -hmm. That's true. Yeah, the abundance really covers different aspects of your life, right? Yes. And especially the abundance is coming from, um, especially like tough. Sometimes people may toughness, right? Yes. Really like sometimes extremely pains. Yeah. And uh, from my personal experience, it's really like a, I call it a resurrection of my life. Mm -hmm. So initially, I thought happiness is the purpose, right? Everybody, it most is. of people think happiness is a purpose. But then during that darkness, that like time, I did not have any happiness. I mm -hmm. was crying every day inside of myself. People could not see from my face. I, I was in, crying. And sometimes I could not hold. When I was in church, right? I was talking with other women uh, connections. And I could not help just keep crying, keep crying. Mm. And during that time, I just got lost. I said, what is, I do not have happiness. And I'm losing my purpose, right? But after I, you know, really went through that uh, resurrection and uh, suicide and resurrection, that kind of a savior. And then I realized I have that abundance. I fall mm. into abundance. 
falling yes. into abundance, really die into abundance. Because do not have I just realized that resilience, that kind of self-growth and discovery, like you yes. love to say yes. the self-discovery and just found that strength inside of us. That's a true abundance. Right. Well, so, you know, it is we look constantly exteriorly, like our happiness is based on our spouse. Our happiness oh, yes. is based on our economic situation. Our happiness is based on what car we drive, how many likes we have. You know, have we got the latest Cadassian outfit? You know, it's and that's all just exterior and facade. Happiness is an inside job. Right. And yes. when you are happy with yourself, it's like you don't marry someone to complete you. Oh, please don't. Yeah. It, they've got to <laughs> yeah. compliment you. <laughs> they must compliment you. You must honor each other, respect each other, want to be there for each other in the That's ups right. and the downs. You must like each other. First and foremost, you know, before the passion, the, the compassion and the companionship needs to be there. But if you don't have it for yourself, how does someone else know how to love you? Because they're going to love you on the level that you love yourself. So that personal abundance you have within you. I love me. I love who I am. I love what I do. I love my purpose in life. That kind of abundance is what draws people to you on that same frequency. That's right. And you should be totally feeling great by yourself, yes. even without yep. a companion, right? It's just like Absolutely. A- I've been single for a very long time. And <laughs> that, yes, I do miss you know, going out for dinner or having dinner parties or going traveling with somebody. That Yes, I'd like that. But yeah. at the same time, I don't miss a whole load of the other stuff. And I'm, I finally got to be extremely comfortable with my own company. That's right. Okay. And that's actually the purpose of the abundance journey. Yes. From, from all this kind of like a separation, when we get, I just found sometimes it's really purposeful as well. When I got too attached to another person, I was so loving him, like worshiping him, like adoring him, right? It's just like put him maybe higher than God. Mm-hmm. Sometimes as God must be jealousy. <laughs> <laughs> so, he was taken away purposefully. And I, and I just found that kind of attachment is so unhealthy to it that extent. I feel like, yeah. yes, I feel like so tired, mm-hmm. very tired. And then now more and more, I enjoy my selfness, yes. <laughs> selfness by myself and enjoy. And, and actually you get into extra depth, extra depths Absolutely. of life, mm-hmm. the meanings, everything. When you are totally independent and thinking without any attachments, around you right you so, see life through a totally different lens yeah. and, you know and a lens of appreciation a lens of gratitude I think you know I wake up every morning I'm grateful I've opened my eyes and there's another day before me right mm-hmm. and I think you know we're, we're constantly looking for complex things to the abundance of life it's simple just That's be right. grateful for this beautiful planet, for nature, for friends, for family, for for the fact that you can get up, the fact that you can. Do, I've interviewed people without limbs or that are blind, um, in, and it's they're not they don't harp on what they don't have anymore. They're grateful mm-hmm. what they still what they still have and what they can do with it. And I think we've become very whiny as a human race, very entitled and kind of very opulent. And I think we've lost this sense of simple gratitude and that everything we have in life has been handed to us. Nature's always there, always giving us that opportunity. It's what do we do with it? And there are some people that like to stay in the victimization. 
right. and because they get attention. But after a while, people are sick and tired of giving you attention with the same old <laughs> going on, right? Yeah. Well, what are you going to do about it? And they'll have more sustainable, right? Yeah, they, they, they will respect you more when you go, I choose no longer to be a victim. I'm going to pick myself up. I'm going to discover who I am now and what I can do next. <laughs> yeah, it's very interesting. When I recall the time when I was so miserable, during that time, I really even cursed God. I said, how could you do this to me? I poured all myself to love, right? I did this and did that. Yes. I sacrificed, sacrificed so much like, like that. I said, how could this happen to me? So, and during that time, I was in that position like a victim, right? Mm -hmm. Whenever I go to church, I cried and whatever. And when I talked with someone like a close friend, I cried, right? And then now, after I went through that stage, get back to the strength and the abundance state, I was oh, that time I was so pitiful. And I was just realizing, but it's it's okay if some of us, right, still going through this journey. It's really a journey. When you are in that mirror of a journey, and you should be grateful. It's simply, like I said, as I said, grateful. And because this is blessed to you. This is a special, some people say, uh, like me, right, had that uh, victim thinking, why this happened to me? Yeah, if we really shifted the question to be what is this for, and we yeah, well, we, we were we're inclined to think I am unworthy. They don't love me anymore. I am unworthy. Instead yeah. of saying, okay, kind of what went wrong. Yes. All right. Uh, is it fixable? And, and if it's, and if it's not another. fixable, we yeah. yeah we blame each other. We're both at fault because you know um, for for your spouse minded to to go with someone else you kind of feel well there's something lacking in me yeah, yeah initially i did not think of the way you know initially before i came to the abundant state i was just blame him as oh, it's always yeah. Fault, yeah. right he cheated he took all this responsibility but then later when i went through a latter stage i just realized i also maybe contributed the course why is we, do. we don't we do it unknowingly that's the thing yeah. and it's like if you stop for a moment and step out of the the blame and the shame game. And you look at, yeah. you know, like, um, I know that my self-worth was eaten away and I became like a puddle of nothing. Mm. And and then I went on my own self-discovery to, to ignite my own heart and soul and spirit again, because without it, I am nothing. And and literally when I, when I asked my husband for a divorce, he said, I've lost my control I had over you. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's because I took control back of my own life. But mm -hmm. when I had given up any sense of control of my life, I did proverbially give him the boots to kick me with. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. fact that he put them on and kicked, that's his onus. Yeah. But I allowed uh, right. the browbeating to 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 do to deplete me. Mm -hmm. But it was not up to him to fill me up. It was up to me to discover that I yeah. am so much more. And it's a tough journey to come out of that because I think for some people, this feeling of self-worth, what do you mean you're talking about abundance? I, you know, I don't feel abundant. I'm not worthy. You know, I'm, I, you know nobody loves me. I'm, I'm, I fail at everything. Well, that's the language you're telling yourself. Yeah, that self-talk. It's very, yes. sometimes people unconsciously, they don't know. Yes. They have that kind of negative talk every day, right? And Let's change the, way, the energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you mentioned about the gratitude. It's simple. And but after when through that, the next level, it's really forgiveness. Yes. Of self and everyone else around you. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Yeah. You need to forgive yourself as well. Because yes. later you blame yourself. Oh, how could I be so dumb? How could I yeah. do, do that kind of silly or stupid things? And you need to forgive yourself as well. 
and at the same time forgive those ones you think they do not deserve, right? You need to forgive everybody. <laughs> do not look to hate or revenge mm -hmm. because that is going to eat you up and spit you out and you are going to become the most miserable person out, right? That's your jail. Um, That's your jail. That is your jail. That is your prison. And, and it's very hard to come out of because you become more and more embittered and embittered and embittered. Mm -hmm. And nothing, no amount of joy around you. In fact, you look at joy and, you, and it just makes you even more miserable. So you've got to be very careful of that slippery slope, right? Mm -hmm. That person and what they did to you, it's wrong, right? It, it, you you show them what was wrong you show them why you're not there anymore whether it's a, a lover a, a boss a, a brother a family whatever it is you have made the choice to place more value upon yourself and if they can't see it then it's i wish you well but goodbye i can no longer be around you if we stay in that hate rhetoric we're going to just go down the rabbit hole and very hard to come back when we choose to a forgive ourselves for putting ourselves in a, in a position of victimization, right? Maybe our vibration went too low. Maybe we allowed ourselves to believe what they were saying or believe how they treated us and that that's all we were worth. But the worth that you are and the abundance that you are is what you place upon yourself, not what anybody else places on you. It's what you place on yourself. So do the journey, make the self-discovery, go through everything that you need to do to, to grow, to become, to step into your own beautiful essence. And then you will see who and what you are, but also why you are here and whom you're here to serve. Yeah. And also like... Uh, it's the greatest go... revenge, by the way. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one level to go even deeper, right? To have that forgiven forgiveness is really like yeah. understand... Maybe there's nobody's fault. Maybe it's no, it's very fault. often it's the society's expectation and dictation of how you should be. And you've got two broken people that have come together that are living, <laughs> everybody, that are everybody living in the illusion. Right? Yeah. They're living everyone, in the illusion. Everyone maybe carries our own like luggages or whatever, like yes, from our baggage, own yeah. context and the background, right? So eventually nobody to blame. And no. that person maybe did something just like a, to help themselves. Right from their angle, from whatever yeah. they grow yes. up, their environments or whatever, their thought, their psychology at that time. So sometimes I get to that conclusion. It's just like uh, everything's right. <laughs> but I, but it's the right. willing. It's the willing to see what is. You know, it's the willing to correct what you're doing wrong or the fact that you've hurt someone. It's willing to to um, ask for that forgiveness, but forgive yourself for for doing it. Right. And it's the people that choose to go, la, 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 la. No, it wasn't me. It wasn't yeah, me. It was you. Yeah. That's a true narcissist because they just won't take ownership at all. That's right. right? Uh, it's everybody else's fault. The strength and the enrichment and the abundance of self is taking ownership of your own mistakes. But don't beat yourself up about it. You know better now. So you're going to do better now. So every one of us is a growing, it's still like a yeah. growing mode. We're still growing and allow yourself to have that space and time, this journey to grow up to this, like a, the best version of yourself, right? Then everything yes. is like really purposeful. And, and I would always call that we are a co-creator. We are creating together with God, with our God, whoever you believe in, right? Your co-creator or the universal intelligence, we are co-creating it. 
So we, and so we are made of those gross. particles. Yes, we, we are one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, <laughs> if if we choose to be, if we choose to understand, we are humans having a, the spirit having a human experience, not the other way around, and that spirit having this human experience of where we can touch, taste, feel, dig, you know, move in a different way than you can through the spirit. It's it's exuberating. It's incredible. If we choose to open up our senses and let every one of our senses come alive, taste, feel, touch, see, and you know, everything, then we actually understand what that beautiful connection is, right? But we're not these human humanoids, as I call them. We're human drones, you know, where we just go robotically through life in a linear pattern. If we let the spirit and, and the wisdom of the universe be our guide, be our compass, our heart will never go wrong and our spirit will never go wrong and our thoughts will always be right. Yeah, I always, by the way, I always feel like this kind of a creation inside of us, both like two sides, right? Both the dark side and the beautiful yes. light side will always coexist. And that's also the beauty, maybe the sounds like a very struggling and painful for some people, right? So the journey, but eventually I just found this is like a very interesting plot God created. Yes. And there are always some like a drama to playing on. And you can always like how the light side could like overcome the dark side, even though they will coexist. But the one like the light side, the beautiful side, the grace and also abundance side will grow stronger and stronger. If that's like, a, this is a like ideal humans, like a human and also our spiritual beings journey. If you can grow stronger and stronger this side and overcome the dark side, of course, the dark will always try to try to like, a, how to say, grow, grow back or try to get you. But that kind of journey until maybe the end of our life, how we become the master, become the creator, right? Become of the our own owner lives. Mm-hmm. of our life, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the most interesting journey. So but at the same time, you always be conscious about this dark side. And it's yeah. always there. It's a hiding there. And you need to be like Tony Robbins said, you need to guard your mind every day. Yeah. Guard it. And to protect yourself from those negativity things. That's very important. But I want to ask you a question. When you look up into the sky at night, what do you see? Mm. You see darkness. And the reason why the stars shine so bright is because the background is so dark. That's Does true. that mean it's evil? Does that mean it's bad? This is the thing. When you learn to be the light in your own darkness, Mm -hmm. you will never go down into the darkness where there is no light. That's beautiful. And I love that what you said. It's like then you will have that appreciation of the darkness. It's peaceful. I go there all the time. It's peaceful (laughs) because I know that when I shed light on that darkness, I'm going to see what it is I need to see Mm. at that moment right? I'm not afraid. When I was in the darkness before, I could feel myself being apathetic, Mm, right? Like, I just, I could look at things and have no emotion and no feeling to it. And I think that's one of the worst things that can happen to a human being is apathy, Mm. because we feel nothing. There is no consciousness. Numbness, right? Numbness. And if, if there's no consciousness, the heart and the soul and the spirit can't ignite. Yes. So, you know, me coming out of that after an eight-year period, 
was a struggle to get out into that light because there was a pull of why bother? You know, don't bother. Why are you going out there struggling, you know, to be the light and to do this and do that? Just stay where you are. And yeah, there was so many that times struggle. people want to give up, right? Yes. Because, like you meet so many, like especially for our entrepreneurs, mm. you maybe like, how to say you you tried, you keep trying, and you did. You thought you did all your best, but it's still like the situation did not change much. And many of us maybe give up. That's why so many business failed, and people give up on themselves as well. Say, oh, why bother, right? Go back to some like an easy job, yes. get some pay, and just leave life by that kind of status. And then you eventually lose some kind of a, their, let's say, their desires. Yesterday, we talked about the dreams, visions, right? They lose that kind of a um, fire, fuel mm-hmm. inside of themselves. And that's why people you know, say most people now you look at them like a walking dead the majority. People. Yes, yes. Oh, God, I use that terminology all the time. Yeah. And it, they're just, you know, going through life like just unalive. And I think that they gain going back to the simple things of life. You know, I'm, um, I'm a coach as well. And people say, well, how do I ignite my heart again? It's been wounded and I don't want it to be hurt. And how do I ignite it? And I say, go for a walk where there are puppy dogs chasing balls and sticks, where there are children running up and down happily, where the trees leaves are rustling in the breeze, where the water is lapping the shore. If you do not smile at any time with any one of those situations, then maybe it's too late, (laughs) but you will smile because you can't help it. It's those beautiful, innocent, simple things. It's just we've got to choose to be engaged, Abundance doesn't just land on your doorstep. It is something you acquire, whether it is financial business, business abundance, personal inner abundance. Oh, it is conscious choices. Conscious choices. Um, be participating in your own life, not waiting for it to come to you, but you participating, being exploratory, being wondrous. What else is out there? What else? Well, I Every job I've ever done in my life, I had no idea I could do it until I tried. When I first started doing podcasting, I was with another network and it was live. And mm-hmm. the first time I pressed all the wrong buttons. And when I would interview people, they would drop, I would drop, they would disappear. All sorts of things happened. It was a wonderful training ground. And when I started my own network, I still didn't know what I was doing. I learned mm-hmm. as I went. That's and right. if you're willing to learn as you go don't wait for things to be perfect before you launch it a certain amount of preparation a good foundation a good idea and hopefully a a good people around you that you can draw from and just one step at a time start building one step at a time and then you go oh you know that's not working let's try this oh i could do that that's better and that's that's how you go. That's Always how keep you build. the curiosity. Not yes. curiosity. Don't yes. lose that curiosity. And yesterday, by the Don't way, become complacent. Was, mm. Yeah. Yesterday was a children's day, remember? June 1st, the children's day. I just thought about the like words. It's like like unleash. Remember, Tony Robbins has an unleash your power within. I was thinking, unleash your child within. <laughs> that yes. Would be perfect. Say. Oh no, unleash but that yes. Within. I mean, you know, I have these two beautiful grandsons, once 20 um five nearly going 26 months and the other one is only six weeks old but my my little you know two-year-old one he and I we, we're goofy you know we we blow bubbles at each other yes <laughs> oh and I've you know the, the, the beauty of being a grandparent is that I'm not holding this child thinking I'm irresponsible for this child for the rest of its life you know yes. I'm, I'm looking at this child and just being able to devour them for who they are and uh-huh. so we yeah, can little- play that's we right. can play, we can be goofy, we can be do things. And it's like, 
everybody in my family knows I'm a bit wacky anyway, but I've got permission to be wacky now because I'm with a two-year-old. You could be child or gun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have that the similar curiosity and especially interesting, right? Watch them grow. I have a two teenager kids and now watch them grow every day and sometimes surprise me, right? What kind of person? Of course, we contributed to their shaping, but they grow sometimes out of our surprise to be somebody, yes. that independent person and the God was really all us like, oh, wow, we participated in this creating of this a new life right and a new life could and, become and who they are <laughs> the thing is 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 you know for with my kids it was teaching them boundaries i want you to spread your wings but i want you to listen to your gut yes and when your gut says no don't do it the values listen. let listen. them understand what's their core the, values yeah and and you'll know no the compass says no i can't go beyond that and, you know, my, my son one time didn't listen to his gut. He skipped school and he went to go swing on this huge hook above a ravine. And his gut said, no, don't do it. Your feet are too big. You haven't got the balance. And somebody said, well, my girlfriend can do it. So he did it. He ended up down to uh, 40 feet into a ravine with his leg behind him. He snapped his femur in half. Right. He didn't listen to his gut. Now he runs a business by his expertise, but also his gut. If it feels right, you know, this has got to change. And and the passion and the love for what he does is the lead of everything that he does, right? Total, total agree. And your purpose, right? That sense of purpose and the passion, the energy, that's the the path you need to follow. And especially also the vision as well. From your purpose to your vision, that's a path. Yesterday we were talking about all this kind of a vision board thing. So, uh, Sarah, I'm curious like now at your stage your current stage what is most important for you oh um really to keep getting the abundance out there because everybody i interview like yourself has gone through the journey you've got those nuggets you've got those tools those skills and i believe that inspiration begets invitation so Mm -hmm. it's more and more about sharing those stories sharing that wisdom because it's going to inspire someone and invite them to want to step out of or step up in their own lives and so yes it's going into the books yes it's hopefully going into educational platforms as well um i'm just for me i hope i'm able to do this until my dying day it all depends whether i can still see or can still hear or still talk (laughs) and you know only god knows that but it is something that is a passion for me so it is something that um i'm always looking to align and collaborate um i love collaborations i love that this is what i bring to the table what you bring to the table let's like a puzzle put it together and see how it can expand and so I feel incredibly abundant. I have found my niche. I found my calling. Everything that I did in my past led me to what I am doing now. Mm. And as because of what I've done in my past is why I can do what I'm doing now. Yeah. And then and even sometimes the, it's even like a lot of mercy, right? You're doing that so like a not so uh making that big impact initially, but then all this kind of preparation steps. Yes make you make that bigger impact in the future follow your gut follow your heart know your why Mm -hmm. why are you doing it and Mm -hmm. if it's like well i want to make big money i want to be famous i want to have a trillion likes wrong reason Mm -hmm. if it's something that ignites your spirit if it's something that warms your heart if it's something that your soul feels really connected then follow allow 
take the journey, see where it goes, see how it grows, but do it from that place of passion and conviction. Mm. And then you will do it abundantly and successfully. But if you're not doing it for that reason, you're still tracing that outside illusion. I guarantee you will fail. But when you do it from the heart, soul and spirit, and you, if you would do it for free, you get up every morning and do it for free, then you found the right calling. That's right. That's true. That doesn't mean you have to do it for free, but sure. if you would, and then said, you know you you're in the right place. As well. And yeah. another saying is that you will boast that you, when you, you're not making money, you will still do it. Or you are yes. even getting sick, you still would like do it, right? I've and done it with COVID. Passion. I've done interviews while I have COVID. So yes. <laughs> I still enjoy doing it. That's a true call. That's a true that passion. That is the thing. Is, and it's yeah. something that is ageless. Um, you know, sexless. Um, um, Things you want to do every- till, the, till the last day of your, your life. Exactly. That's exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and you're doing it, you know, like, uh, you know, especially in this business. Why don't you do it like so-and-so? Why don't you do it this way? Why don't you do it that way? And I said, I do it Sarah's way. And, it, you know, you, you can enjoy the way Sarah, it, it's my own style. And if you don't <laughs> like my style, I'm not offended. There's millions of other podcasts out there i'm for the people who like my style and as you know we go deep we pull back the onions i love it i love it it's just like uh, i hope you are enjoying our interview as well we've we've gone some people say all over the place but no what we've done is layered and layered and layered right because life isn't linear or one you know one to the end actually if you look at our dna it turns if we look at frequency it goes up and down in waves yes. and you know if we're willing to follow those lines we'll get there much quicker yeah so now what it would be if you describe what would be your ultimate vision now uh well the, certainly the books uh, most certainly um the the books are the next step um, with the books, as I said, I'd like to do two a year. I'd like to even get up to more than that, but that will be depending on the collaboration because I can't wear all the hats. The neck gets a bit wobbly. Um, but also from there, I'd like to see kind of an educational type platform come from it. I have mentors and practitioners. That's on the uh, self-discovery, um, not self the orchardofwisdom.org. So my mentors and practitioners are there. That's where you can find them. I want to expand on that. So I just want to make this wisdom more available so through webinars through books through podcasts um and even you know kind of short-term video movies uh, you know I'd, I'd like to go that way i have on my network so much wisdom so much knowledge from all the people i've interviewed so much inspiration and so, you know, whatever you're looking for, just cruise through and you're going to find somebody there that can speak to what you need at that time. And I just want to be able to expand on it even more. Wow, that's uh, really glorious of you, you know, to contribute in such kind of a great uh, grace and also wisdom and resources through the world. I'm interviewing the wisdom. I'm just the conductor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this journey more and more as well. I, like years ago, I started about um, 14 years ago, I started the passion interview. Mm-hmm. And through the years, I now get into abundance you yes. interview. So I feel like I'm myself, right? Well, I'm growing, get into the next stage. My interviewing also get into the stage. So I feel like I'm more and more enjoying this. I definitely yes. uh, will look forward to you. Like you are like a, explorer right like a pioneer already have thousands of people interviewed i believe by the by my end of my life i could interview also thousands of people and could also like either 
in book or in film, right? Yeah. Think about the secret, the secret, and put all this like yes. illuminators together. That yes. would be a wonderful phenomenon. Yeah. And uh, okay, another question: What like who? I would say sometimes why eventually people say why and this passion that passion, but eventually get to someone who right? Who maybe is the 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 ones that one or ones that motivate you to keep going for forward? Mm. Um. You know, I get asked kind of questions like this when I'm being interviewed or when I'm in speaking things. And it's like, there is never any one. Mm -hmm. Who is it and what vibration at the time? Mm -hmm. You know, I love Wayne Dyer. I love his philosophy. I love Trevor Noah and his philosophy. He's such a profound um, equalizer and the balance of his knowledge. Uh, Jay Shetty um, is somebody I like to to listen to. But um, there's never any one. I have learned so much from the people I've interviewed through the years. They've been my coach. They've been my counsel. They've been, you know, my my equilibrium, my healer. And so there's so many people that have influenced me that there's never any one. But I think what it is, is um, it's the essence of truth that comes out of everybody when they really have stepped into their calling, their passion, their conviction, and they just let it flow. That truth, that that authenticity. Hmm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, like, for example, this, uh, I call this interview about, like, it's abundance you. Do you hmm. understand that you? In your guessing, what means the you? What means the you? Yeah. Abundant you, you, as in, oh, gosh. Ah, you've stumped me here. Um, abundant <laughs> I'm you. Curious. Yeah, when you, no. When you first time hear abundance you, what do you think? Um, the enrichment and the abundance of heart, soul, and spirit. Yeah. So here, uh, my you has a, a few different layers, right? Like you, mm. like you, uh, the person you, and uh, then the u- unity, yes. united, right? University, yes, and the universe. So that's yes. why I use, I use that you, and eventually, uh, like abundance you is also in my vision board, and eventually, I want to develop my abundance you and abundance, uh, like a abundance of all a foundation. So that's where I developed that you concept. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I used to have a company called The Importance of You with the so, letter u right yeah, yeah, yeah. which is because we're yeah. all important folks please remember that we are all important we're all a very important ingredient in this thing called life that unity when you were talking about the, all these people right you mm-hmm. inspired you and uh, yes. uh like really enriched that life i was thinking about that uh unity that being well, they are all they on this community life. for me you know yeah. i've built a community and yeah. it is it is the the you of everybody in that community. I, I, I like that. Now you expand my YouTube that way. <laughs> I call them like call like a U university, like yeah. unit, and now have a community. Community. Because a community, because a community yeah. is not one person. Yeah. It is a collectiveness. It's a it's a unison, right? Yeah. So community. Yeah. So definitely, it's, community is something I'm I'm very passionate about because I think. It's the orchestra of life. Each one of us brings our own beautiful gifted instrument. We can play solo. But when <laughs> yeah. we come together in that orchestra and in all of our strengths and all of our beauty, we harmoniously play together. We transcend and ascend mm. so completely as a community in that Wonderful. orchestra. Yeah, you have your like a self-discovery community, mm. right? That a podcast and network. I have my abundant entrepreneurs yes. uh, community. So that's mm. that's a beautiful. And uh now for yourself, like, uh, um, I'm wondering, like, every day, do you have some specific practice every day so that to help you to 
either go to further depths of a learning or like a connect with abundance. What's your practice every day? Some routine? Um, I never used to be a routine person, but now, you know, I, I am, you kind of, um, I have to be when you're doing all of this, um, <laughs> yeah. but that's also, that is the kind of the, the structure and the foundation that allows me to fly when I'm doing yeah. the interviews. Right. So, yes. um, you know, for, for me, it's, um, uh, you know, before I do an interview or anything, I'm, I'm doing my Facebook thing, I'm doing my emails, but I always look for something that's a joy, something I can celebrate. If I am feeling sad or down, I go to music. Music mm -hmm. is my uplifter. Or I watch videos of people rescuing animals, you know, all that good works. So it lifts up my heart. But there is not any kind of any one thing. I think it is just the um, the rooting has helped me center myself. Mm -hmm. And from that center, I can now expand. So because I used to be kind of a little bit like the wind all over the place mm -hmm. and and too scattered. And so now that centering of myself so that I am ready to fly is something that's really important. Wow, that's a great uh, tip, right? It's like a quick charge of yourself. Center yes. yourself, be present, and uh, yeah. use those joyful things to charge yourself so that you can give now. <laughs> yeah, the harnessing of the wind so the wind can actually be productive and not scattered. So, yes. That's beautiful. Cool. I, every day I practice every morning and at nighttime, I practice my abundance meditation. Mm -hmm. So I develop my own style. Like, uh, for example, Elisha, I was inspired by Tony Robbins priming. And then I developed my own, like a healing, um, meditation, visualization, everything like combined together. I even, I even teach that, of course. So it's like daily, daily practice is very important for, to recharge ourselves. We, yes, and also align us with our purpose as well. I, exactly. But, you know, I'm a person that has a movie going on in my head all the time. Yeah. Because um, kind of the, um, a bit of a split personality, I suppose. And mm -hmm. so for me, it's um, kind of what I want to see in life or where I want to go in life is a movie that's going on all the time. And then it takes on its own life. So that, in a way, is my form of meditation. It mm -hmm. takes me out of the thought process of of what you know methodically doing and it allows me to expand what can be that's true that's like your visualization your style of yes. visualization right yeah. and kind of i suppose in a way my form of meditation because it mm -hmm. it allows me to go into that presence that zone of the possibilities um exactly. you know where there are no limits and there are no boundaries it's yes, the, definitely encourage everyone to explore your own style of yeah. meditation form, right? You can learn from all these masters, different styles, and eventually develop yours and put that into your daily practice. And I would definitely contribute to your abundance and presence and the centering yeah. every day. Well, you know, as I said, before I do the shows or anything, I need to kind of get into my presence, my center, mm. you know, from where I can then do. And I think mm. that whatever it is you need to do that takes you to that center, where you are calm, you're at peace, you're relaxed, and you're ready to go. And it is whatever it is that takes you there. There is no right or wrong, as long as it's not harmful. And it takes you to that place where you feel, ah, I'm centered and ready to go. I would love to, I, 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 you know, thank you for that reminder. I would love to call that now abundance center, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> to your abundance center every day so that yeah, you, yeah, you will yeah. be ready to glow. Yeah. And so finally, and uh, sorry, I know we've already been like, this could be like forever. This is so <laughs> lovely to talk with you really because you have that synergy. You have that energy and also that kind of a consciousness. We, it can really keep this flowing, keep growing. And, but finally, for those ones, right, for those uh, 
entrepreneurs, especially, they are still struggling because there are so many ups and downs. They feel like they're still so far away from abundant state we're talking about. What would be your suggestion? Again, no, why are you doing it? Why, what does it mean to you? Whom are you trying to serve? Right? Because when you know that and, and you can hear yourself speak back with the conviction and the passion, the only thing you're trying to do is in which format do I do this in? You know, how do I do this? So listen to the podcasts, listen to the TED Talks. The wisdom is there in your ear. It's there. You know, I always say, listen, learn and apply, but know your why, because when you know why you're doing it and, you know, and you can hear it in someone's voice, I really want to do it because of this and I want to help them this and I want to do that. You know your why, there's the passion, there's the conviction, but what and how and with whom can you do it with? And the more you're willing to listen to other people, there may be one thing in an interview, they go, yeah, that's it. <laughs> or that's the person I need to speak to, right? There's the idea, I could try that, but also be willing to try, fall on your backside. It is not failing. Failing is giving up. Fall on your backside, get back up and go, okay, that didn't work. Let's try something else. That's so true. be yeah. enthusiastic, be willing to pivot and turn and redirect, but always listening to your gut. Does it feel right? And if it doesn't feel right, it may be wrong at the moment, may be wrong with the person, or may be wrong how you're doing it. It's not necessarily wrong what you're doing. Wonderful. I'm glad at the end, right, you really bridged it from why the purpose yes. to what do we do, who yes. are helping. So that's yes. uh, like in our coaching language, we call it like a niche. I actually have that like purposeful profit, but niche. We have that course. We also have the process. There are actually quite many mentors that teach about this part, help people to shorten this like a trial and error process so that they could really uh, like bridge that journey. And from where insight and to what they could really deliver to this world. So thank you so much, Sarah. I think this is like a wonderful, wonderful talk. I, I hope that in the future we could have this kind of interview again when we both yes, have our so journey expanded, right? Well, and please come and, and listen to Spring's interview with me. It's selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Put in yep. her name and her <laughs> show will come up. And please listen to that because we talked about her journey, her struggle, why yes. she's doing what she's doing, why she's so committed to it. And this is where we learn, folks, by somebody else's journey. It is relatable to our own journey and it gives us those tools and tips and encouragement that we need in order to walk our own path. Thank you so much, Sarah. I also so appreciate that interview. And I will share your whole, like uh, the access to your podcast under our interview, okay, in our uh, YouTube and also in our uh, like replay post. And everybody, you can find uh, Sarah and follow her. And I can't wait, you know, to hear your great news about your next interviews and also your book. When it's published, yes. my personal book will be out in, a, in two, three months. I'm just at the final stages of editing. And then the next book, I hope The Forgotten Children will be out by Christmas. Wonderful. You're such a great inspiration, Sarah. And I'm looking forward to you. And you definitely give me some great inspirations for like um, how the abundance you could go as well. So I, I look forward to, you know, hearing from your great news and, uh, you know, more and more life, I believe that will be impacted by you and also by our, this interview as well. And by you too, my love. When you, when you've got the passion, right, you can't help but share it. <laughs> the We're energy is out there, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're yeah, exactly. we are here to transform more of you 
to be unstoppable as well. All right. So have a wonderful day, Sarah. Thank you. And I you wish too, everybody thank you. enjoy and become abundance you. Take good care. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.